Hello, hello. Welcome to a special episode of the Happiness Habit Podcast. We are doing a spin-off and we have two guests with us today. I have here Lisa Augie. Lisa Augie is a local business owner of Herbalife Nutrition in Vi- at Vibe Nutrition in Overland Park. Lisa, hello and welcome. What's up? What's up? So I am a wellness coach and a mom, a business owner. I love everything health and fitness and I'm excited to chat with you guys. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for coming. We also have Sherry Pettit, who's a, and I'll let you introduce yourself because we have only met very briefly one time. Right. (laughs) Hello there. Um, Well, I'm a local business owner as well. I actually own a gym in the Westport area of Kansas City. Um, It's called the Port KC Fitness and Performance. And I also um, have my own business as well online. Um, It's called the Sherry Lynn Way. It's Sherry Lynn Health and Fitness, and I do a little life coaching, health coaching, personal training, online personal training, and um, yeah, well, that's thank me. thank you for being here. Yeah. I am so stoked to meet her. I did not know that she owned the port. Mm-hmm. I love the port. We've done rooftop yoga up yeah. there mm-hmm. so many times, Absolutely. and that's where the other location is, so yeah. that's really cool. And I thought it was incredibly valid to have these two together as we met uh, last week and our conversations just kind of flowed and it seemed to really have a good vibe. And with all things happiness, with all things wellness, with all things health, I feel like when you're taking care of your body and you have people that are like-minded and valuing of their own personal growth and things, those, those types of things are very, very related. I don't know if you guys in your experience have just kind of seen that those things very much go hand in hand when yeah. you're taking care of your body when you're taking care of your mind your spirit there's just things that kind of come up that you don't realize are changing or maybe you did at the same time you start with one and then it just kind of has this overflow effect and I know Lisa you have a really awesome story about your health journey Uh, why don't you tell us a little about that yeah I think that when you are taking care of yourself for yourself it's going to radiate through the rest of your life and the people around you and so there was a time that I was broken and broke and didn't have anything but a child and uh, a bad relationship and no money. So um, I had to pick up and move across the country. And through that, I had to learn a lot and I had to become a bigger, better person. But, um, you know, almost 10 years later now, being in KC is I love it here and have a great family and a fiance and a stepson and a business. And um, if I didn't make those choices to become better, then I wouldn't be where I am right now. So, and I think a lot of people can relate to, mm-hmm. to that, you know, it's made me better, but sucks along the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you pains. said the, the word choice though. You made the choice, you know, you have to make the decision to, you have to make even like one big choice to change, but also all those little choices that add up to it, like on the daily. So yeah, yeah. for sure. So 10, Every day. that was 10 years ago. Yeah. What was you? What do you feel like your pain point was? It's like, because we create lasting change when we get that pain leverage and that pain point where we finally decide, like, not another day, not another minute, not another second. Yeah. I have to make that change. What do you feel like that was for you? I mean, I never wanted to be in a situation where I was going to be a single parent, but I knew that that's where I was, even though he was in the home with us. Mm-hmm. And we have a great relationship now through being better and becoming better. You know, he's also become better. And, um, versus us always trying to go against each other for the past 10 years. But um, there were just times that I knew that I, I couldn't survive it Yeah. if I stayed. And then I had my daughter with me too, and I was her, you know, protection, and I had to make that decision for her. So I picked up and moved 
with literally just the clothes on my back and a suitcase and her. Yeah. And I remember getting on the airplane and just bawling, like, you know, just like a deep breath. Like I knew that that was going to be the right thing for us. Um, Do I want to live in the middle of the country? (laughs) Not really. Do I want to be near water? And, you know, but that was a choice I had to make. And um, the people along the way that opened their homes and their lives to us and even like friendships that I've made along the way now, I don't think that I know that it was a choice that day, but every day after that has been a choice. And I know that people can stay in, yes, in relationships and not so great situations and not so great health, Hmm. but it is a choice every day. Yeah. What would you offer to somebody that was where you were 10 years ago? To the same advice that one of my friends gave me to sit quietly with yourself and just decide whatever, even though it's going to be hard, you have to do what you, what's best for you. In, in every situation, like earlier I was talking about my girlfriend, um, I think that there are choices that, that aren't so easy mm-hmm. and they're extremely painful. But if you are constantly going against yourself and what you know is right, then you're not going to be well in mm-hmm. any aspect of your life. So. And if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. you said that those choices, um, didn't you say that those, those types of choices even showed up in your body? Oh, you, yeah. yeah. I was extremely overweight um I was which really for anybody listening um mm. for those of you who have not seen this rock star lady she's got thighs and glutes that would make somebody cry so it's definitely sure. <laughs> yeah it's definitely something that's no longer showing but also on her 10 body. years in yeah. the making yeah you know yes. I think that that is something that people don't realize when they see my before and after is like it takes time and mm. and you know with yeah. training too like um, consistency consistency yeah. Yeah. and choices and consistency and right. all of that in every day mm-hmm. um but yeah so it's definitely um not easy but it's worth it yeah and I think that there's a misconception too about when people are trying to make that decision to start with something that they think that it ha- they have to just go kill themselves and every single day in this gym it's like consistency is actually the biggest hurdle it's not you know how much weight or how little food or how whatever it's you don't have to make it this ungettable mountain it's the progress the little pieces in the day-to-day it's just like today I'm not going to do this that I did yesterday and that slow progression almost changes your I feel like when we we actually make it a habit is when we adopt it into a part of our identity and it's because it just kind of becomes I used to be this way and now I just don't um I remember hearing about people that were getting over the habits of cigarette smoking and they just instead of saying I quit smoking because now they're a smoker who has quit they're just a non-smoker they don't mm-hmm. smoke anymore they're yeah, not a right. it's it becomes a part of their identity it's actually a lot easier um to go about those day-to-day routines because then it's just like well why would I do that it's not a part of who I am anymore so I feel like that same thing and you with the happiness habit and I do more of like you know healthy habits is like Mm -hmm. the hashtag that I tend to use but um I remember when I first moved out here I got a gym membership at the YMCA down the street from where I was living and I I had a friend who told me maybe if you just raise your heart rate every day, you'll feel better. Cause I was yeah. so depressed and I was so anxious and I was so ill and, um, I wasn't being a good parent obviously, but I had made it out here. So at least I'd gotten over that hurdle. So it was like, next thing I had to deal with was me and mm-hmm, like yeah. take that on. And so I got the gym membership and I would go for 30 minutes and all I could do was go on the elliptical. I was so nervous to yeah. make eye contact with anybody. I was mm-hmm. so outside of my own body with 
the weight that I was carrying and how I looked and how I felt. And every day it got easier and I got more comfortable and then finally I decided to try one of the classes. And it was always one of my dreams to be able to do a fitness class with other women. Yeah. And I went in like back of the room, I was so nervous all by myself. And looking back on it now, like I literally can't believe that I even took those chances. Mm -hmm. But God, I fell in love with those classes. They were like Les Mills classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved them so much. I loved the trainers. I fell in love with everyone there and they were so nice. And, and it just, it never stopped. I would just go every day. And then I got to the point where I had lost a lot of weight, but then I was unhealthy in another mm -hmm. side of things because mm -hmm. now I had almost been obsessed with it. And that's all I was. I was just working out because I had lost myself in that. So then I had to get over that hurdle a couple of years after that to find uh, who am I really? Like now that I look different, do I really feel any different? And I didn't. Right. I yeah. still was unhealthy. Such a process. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have your own uh, journey, kind of your pain point where you decided to jump into this world or has it kind of always been a part of who you are? Well, it has always been a part of who I am um, in the way of... I was always an athlete. I was always active. Um, I, was I was a collegiate athlete, and I decided to um, go into teaching health and phys ed, and that's what I did for 11 years. And I've coached every age under the sun, um, mainly track and field because that was my college sport, and um, a little bit of volleyball and basketball. And I love coaching. I really do. Like, that's part. That's kind of a, that's a big part that I miss. Um, of not being in that world mm -hmm. anymore, like that side of things. Um, but I, so I did that for 11 years and I would say the biggest eye opener for me was when I got really sick. Um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 2013. Wow. And this is me thinking I'm this healthy being on go, 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 you know, and I was teaching people how to be fit and teaching people how to be healthy. And all of a sudden I become extremely unhealthy and I'm like, how did this happen? Um, and so I went through, I mean, I went from being, you know, able to do anything to be like being in bed and not being able to eat and hurting just in so much pain all the time. Um, and so it was, it was a tough really tough time in my life. In the meantime, um, this was back in Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from. And I, um, my brother actually, my brother and his and sister-in-law lived down here on the outskirts of Kansas city in Liberty, Missouri. And, um, one time when I was visiting them, I met a guy and we dated for a year and a half <laughs> and he, we did it long distance. We dated long distance. And, um, he asked me to open up this, this gym with him in Kansas City. And so... That's literally when we met. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, which is crazy, um, this, was back in, this was back in 2014. And he... Um, it, his idea, I guess, of what he wanted out of our relationship was not what he said you know like it just it just didn't match up so I'll keep it short and sweet but four hours after I got out the plane um he was already like you know taking care of construction and everything of the place and you know getting everything going we had signed the lease several months back and I got off the plane four hours later he breaks things off with me um and it just happened to be what all a whirlwind my, right so it was all my finances that were in into it and at that time, like I had all my family and friends, everyone back in Pennsylvania, and like their answer to it was just come home. Mm -hmm. 
you know, they they knew I was already sick. Yeah. I was already in so much pain and stress. Obviously, yeah, obviously, just like compounds everything. So I was extremely sick at the time, um, but I heard God tell me to stay, and He told me that that gym would be a light in a dark place, and that's what I heard. That's what I kept on feeling over and over and over again. You know, that's what I kept on having like that sign over and over again, and it was that was probably the most challenging part of my life. Um, because no one understood it. The answer was just to come home. Like, you'll heal if you come home. You're, mm-hmm. You'll be with people if you, that you know and love. Like, forget the money, forget the investment, forget, the, for, forget all that. You know, they just wanted, and I know, like, why everyone told me that. Because they, they love me and they want to, you know, protect make you. Yeah, they want to protect me. But I just knew that that wasn't the answer. I knew God called me out here for a reason. You know that song, Oceans by Hillsong? Yes. Yeah, I love that song. So I had been listening to that on a plane um over and over and over again like in the middle of the summer and I just kept I don't know I just kept listening to the the lyrics and I was like god I don't want this to just be a song to me like I want this to mean like I want you to lead me somewhere like take me into like take me somewhere where I have to depend on you mm-hmm. and Man, did he ever. <laughs> I mean, he really did. So, um, long story short, um, ex-boyfriend left real quick after I kind of figured out what he was up to and put everything in my name and because he was stole a lot of money from me. So, all of these things happened. Um, and I was in such a broken place then and I started realizing like, I became someone in that broken place. I became someone that I didn't even recognize Mm. and I didn't even like, like I didn't even like being with myself and I used to just be like so positive, you know, all the time. And I, that, at that point that started my healing process and that actually like opened up a can of worms of all, all this stuff that I didn't realize I held on to before, you know? There were so many things that came up that I'm like, I didn't even know that affected me that way. I didn't even, I suppressed this memory. I didn't even realize that like that, Mm. like Mm. I didn't, you know, I I made myself forget that even happened, you know, so many things. And um, it's just been such a journey. So I've been here for six and a half years and so many lessons along the way, but so many beautiful things as well. You know, I have... A great gym that's my baby you know um I have amazing people that have come you know through that gym at some point and they it's touched so many people's lives and I know that it's it's just changed so many people's lives so I know that I stayed for the right reasons yeah. I know that I stayed you know I and I I I see that no matter how challenging it is um and no matter how how much I miss home and miss my family. I know that God brought me here for a reason. Um, but with that, like, I really had to unlearn so many things, you know, so many things that I thought were right, even in the health field, you know, even in wellness, like I thought what they taught me in college was right. And I've had to re I've had to unlearn and relearn about so many things. It's insane. And so that's kind of my journey now is like, I know that I buck the system right now because the system is like the old way of thinking and is like this, 
you know, this programming that we went through and a lot of the things that we are trying to, you know, get across to people is not what they're hearing from everywhere else. And it's like, man, if you only had this nugget, you know, Mm -hmm. it would make such a difference. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. So that's wonderful. I feel like everybody has their own and whether or not they realize that they're either which part of the story they're in it's so easy to be stuck in the bottom of that story before either the redemption or the growth or the learning has occurred. We can box ourselves into like, this is permanent in right. some way. And I, re- I mean, I remember feeling like that, that this is just so repetitive and that I'm, I'm going to stay here and this is so doom and gloom. And that's, that's probably what got me into coaching is for to at least remind somebody of like the big picture part of this is this is a process this is the top view of a parade and it's not this we have this view of a parade that's like stuck on the sidelines we only see that one tiny little piece at a time and if we can just remind ourselves that there is this whole view and something else is coming and where we came from even one of the biggest things I had a revelation of during um a pretty pretty taxing um physical race that I had done and my coach I'll never forget he came up to me and he goes I don't need you to focus on the finish line if you're not motivated to get to the finish line I need you to look behind you and see how far you've come and I remember like that almost like how far I've come was so much further than how much further I had left to Mm go that is what propelled me I was like he's right I only like yeah. That felt like so long yeah. until I looked backward and was like, but I already did all that. Yeah. I just have this much left. So that is definitely the biggest key factor in um, why I coach and why I do it. Because I was lost. I was stuck. And yeah. I feel like everybody has their lost and stuck place. And That's so applicable to life. I mean, I, I, I just literally had this conversation with someone at the gym right before I came down here. Um, and he was saying the same thing, just like we were actually reflecting on our parents. And, you know, I am turning 42 this year. He's turning 40 this year, you know. And he was like, man, he goes, what gets me is that, like, I have less years ahead with my parents than I did, mm-hmm. you know, before this. And so if you think about that, you just put things into perspective of being intentional, mm-hmm. you know, being really intentional about your days, your time, your choices, you know. And, like, what are you choosing today? Yeah. And, and even like, if it's just to give yourself the grace yeah. for today by looking in the rear mirror. Right. Because we can... I'm sitting here years later after I'm just now releasing content that I've been sitting on for four years and knowing this story needs to get out there. And everybody, you know, telling me the same things over and over. You really need to start teaching people this is four years in the making that I could have been doing this and been four years further ahead. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling myself that I'm not qualified yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not there yet. And are we ever, I was there four years ago. Are we ever in our minds though? Are we, you know, we, we never think that we've arrived. No. (laughs) And I I used to have that mindset that, okay, this is, it's going to take it when I'm certified here, when I'm qualified here, when I'm ready for this, when I weigh this, when I look like this, when I have this, when I reach this age, it's just, it's such a story to keep us guarded and trapped and stuck. And if I look back to the girl that was, you know, very materialistic, checking the boxes of going to church, you know, the big house, the big car, the big finances, the showy 
uh, outward appearance Mm -hmm. where I was going to the church groups, but not feeling like I'm in the church, but I don't have a relationship with God. I don't, I have no clue what it actually means to look at myself and sit with myself. It was all just the, okay, I need to, I'll do that later in life. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that later in life. Today, I need to get through. It was it, my, my whole well, uncomfortable. language yeah. was I just need to get through today. Yeah. I just need to get to the end of the day. And it came at a breaking point, just like yours, where you're just like, I, I won't be able to sustain this. I'll, I'll remember um, walking into my house and just kind of looking around, knowing that I built this life. But I literally couldn't see myself in any of it as I scanned the house. And I had just come from a Bible study where, you know, I actually had some pretty important lessons imparted on me. They had long sifted out of my brain by the time I even showed up in in my door. And I looked around and I just, I remember having that moment where I finally got it, but I didn't even, it was unconscious. I was there and I finally just prayed a prayer that was actually genuine to me. was like, if God... If there's more than this, you got to show it to me because this, I can't anymore. I can't do this anymore. I don't, I'm not here. I'm looking, I was like, this is not me. This is not my life. I can't do this anymore. So if there's more, break it open, break me out, show it to me. I don't care what it looks like. Just give it to me because this, what I've created in my power and my control and my need for some semblance of autonomy over my life and every little detail, it's not working. I'm just miserable. And I have all the things that I kept telling myself, when you get this, when you get this, when you get here, when you get here, when you get here, that continues to build this mountain of it's not sustainable. Emptiness. You'll never attain it and it'll <laughs> right. never be enough. Right. And sure enough, I happened to connect at random with, I do, um, my previous position in life was I was a wedding photographer, planner, and videographer and weddings, you know, not anywhere near what I needed to be doing. And so I was kind of already scratching and itching at curiosities and what I could do to kind of change up my life. And I contacted a place that was like, okay, well, you, you guys know the movie Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, how she kind of falls apart. Her life kind yeah, of, she, I, I remember having almost a similar moment to her on the bathroom floor. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, right. to just tell me what to do. And I contact this place. It's like a hostel in Bali. And it was like, I, I inquired about this trip. They actually, I guess, had done some research on me, and they said, you know, we can, here's our rates for Bali. However, we saw your work, which was not resort-related at all, and this is after this prayer. Um, If you're open to it, we actually have another location that doesn't have very good photos of it, and we would be willing to provide you with the stay for you to come to this resort and stay with us for free. And... I immediately just, yes, 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 sign yeah. me up. That'll be great. And then I found out it's in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. and I've never left the country. So yeah. Bali was something I figured, you know, that's low-lying fruit. That'll be easy to figure out. You know, I'm on an island. It's chill. Like, yeah. Tokyo is the opposite of chill. Right. There's not even a language that I could read off of anything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, but I very much, like, felt this push, this peace, like you were saying, right. that she's kind of you feel a calling. It's like, yes, take it, go. Yeah. 
And lo and behold, I, I go and I figure this out. I, I'm scared out of my mind because I'm like, okay, they're characters. There's no letters. There's no English. There's right. the, nothing for me. And then, much to my demise, I, I land in China first to find out my cell phone doesn't work. <gasps> nothing works. Like, I wasn't prepared for any of that. Oh I had gosh. an international plan, right. quote unquote, with my phone company. So I'm in a, a foreign country, no connection to anywhere. Wow. Don't know where my next plane is or when it leaves, Can't but I know anything. the layover is like really, really close. <laughs> You're like, what symbol matches with what symbol here? <laughs> so in two days time though, on my own, because I stepped out of my comfort zone and I followed this, this push, this inner calling that was like, go, yes. Within two days time, I'd mastered the Japanese subway system. I was all over this country. I had a blast of a time, nice. spent a month in a foreign country and then came back and the hammer had dropped, just like with your story. Yeah. Divorce papers on the counter. House was empty. Wow. Like everything. So everything that was not working in my life yeah. was taken from me. At first, that made me panic because I was just like, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. That's I followed comfort. a calling and yeah. I came back home to what? Right. And another, you just hit the ground running. And it was like, God was just like, this will be okay. Move forward. Find a place to live. And so I move my three children oh into an, another house at random wow. three days before Christmas. Wow. We had a gift paper Christmas tree Aww. on our wall because <laughs> we didn't have any. I, was, I sold everything because I didn't want an old life in a new home. Yeah. And so we're like eating off of Home Depot boxes. That's probably and perfect. <laughs> our patio yeah. furniture was right. our living room furniture for a while. So pain points, they, they're we may think we hit rock bottom, but we don't remember that rock bottom is a launching pad half yeah. the time. So yeah. that's definitely, it was such a huge, you know, fast forward years later where those moments, like I was terrified and in such worry and such like anxiety. And I just, but I was in such raw, you know, back and forth with the universe and everything that was, you know, I, I would never wish to be in such a, you know, a strained environment because it is really hard on you to kind of go through those moments where you have to survive on raw faith. But I look back on those times so fondly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like it's so precious and bittersweet to me to look back on like, God, I was really moving with God. Yeah. Like I was so in, like so close in proximity and like I would hear and then I would go and then I'd hear and then I'd go. And I, so it's like, you live in comfort and you kind yeah. of almost, it's almost like a, a barrier a little bit. Right. And the but closer we get, yeah. Mm-hmm. When we have those moments where it's like everything feels like it's been taken from us, mm-hmm. it actually is just like this blockage, if you want to view comfort kind of like that, if, if it needs to, if it motivates you, this blockage is almost plucked and you're closer and you can hear better and it's, life is so raw and right there in your face right. so it's it's well, there's like more directions around you too because you can see clearly yes. you can see that there's more opportunity than really you were holding yourself yeah. back from so many things yeah the veil mm-hmm. it's almost like a huge veil what's really cool is when you start doing that and you and and you realize like you can look back on that and and see the beauty in it mm-hmm. then it's like why aren't we doing that all the time you know, <laughs> because why it's get, hard yeah, it is hard but why don't why aren't we trusting god why mm-hmm. aren't we just you know really seeking that next step mm-hmm. not 20 steps ahead not checking all the boxes but like why don't we listen to him every single day and just like okay what's the next step mm-hmm. all right where am i getting pushed to yeah. where am i getting drawn to what is like i mean i feel like 
so many of us try to go through every closed door just because we want it. We we think it's what we should be doing. Yeah. Whenever it's like, hey, this one's cracked right over here for you. Yeah. But that's not the one we want. That doesn't look appealing. That's not, you know. We want to do everything right. else in, until it's like, okay, God, I'll listen to you now. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, you, you think about that. Like, there's such beauty in those moments. And I think, feel like that's really what I've been trying to do as of late is just praying for that discernment and just asking God, like, what's the next step? Like, just open the next door. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have it all figured out. I know in my heart where God's leading me to. Like, I can feel it because I can start visioning those things. I can start seeing those things. But I don't want to rush it. I don't want it on my time. I want it on his time. And I'm like, because I know anything that I force is not going to. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah, it's going to be garbage, <laughs> so right? Right. Yeah, our worst relationships, right. our worst jobs, our <laughs> everything has come exactly. to things where like, I must have this. <laughs> right. I think what's really cool too is the more we go through those moments of like raw connection yeah. where it's undeniable that God is providing us the next step and we're taking it, providing yeah. us the next step and we're taking it, is that it almost kind of creates this boldness that going forward, like I don't, last year with 2020 and the pandemic, like I didn't have an income. I was in the wedding industry. Weddings were one of the first things to be like, you're done. Like you're not doing anything for a long time. And so I had to go on absolute total faith that everything would just work out. And for some reason, though I was making zero income, things were just kind of like, this would come in right as I needed that. And this would come in right as I needed that. Or kind of a release of a, a, this would lower in price or this would, you know, it was just odd that it's, you almost kind of get like, I've got God, so what can come against me? Yeah, right, exactly. I can keep going. And it was this boldness right. where you just, well, it'll work out. So, yeah. you know, I trust, so why worry? And I'm just going to keep doing what's in front of me, yeah. focusing on the big picture and focusing that God will provide and that my inner guide will always lead me in the right direction as long as I don't continually fixate on what could happen, the fear, the worry, all this drama right. that causes me and pulls me into this need to control, micromanage everything. So it's, yeah. Have you ever heard of the analogy, like when you're driving like down the road and you see a pothole, like yes. if you stare at the pothole, you're, you're going to go pothole. to the pothole right? <laughs> <laughs> or the ditch or whatever it is. But that is, it's so true when we're focused on like our, like what's our worst fear? What's our, you know, if we are freaking out and worrying about it and that's taking all of our energy, all of our energy is going to that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the worst that can happen, the, the, what if that's like the, what in our imagination, what it, you know, the law of attraction happen. will work every time. Right. So if you're, I mean, if we're really focused on like, okay, God's got this. You're focused on the pothole. Yeah. You want that pothole? Here it is. Right. There you go. <laughs> right. So it's just funny how life, I don't know. I, I love the, the, you know, God just moves like that. And that is like, he just wants us to trust him, really. Mm-hmm. Well, for instance, Don't be, this. Trust me. I just was talking to my partner in crime for life, um, and I was just thinking to him out loud that it would be nice to, instead of just me scripting things every t- that it would just work out that like-minded people would come my way. I didn't tell you this, but that was like a week ago. Really. <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't notice, I didn't start that conversation. You brought it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, thanks. That works. It's just funny because I, you know, we connected a little bit on, on social media, you know, months ago or whatever. And I, I think I even said to Lisa way back then, I was like, we should all get together, you know, and then time goes by. You never even think about it. Um, 
and then yeah it's just it was on my heart I don't know and I just was like I'm just gonna give Lisa a call and just see what you know see what she says and but it's so also wild. just like creating yeah. relationships like where yeah. I'm at right now I just want to have valuable relationships and right. I notice that there's so many people out there social media and you know life and different friend groups and stuff that are just not not what you want to be with anymore no. and not what you want to surround yourself with and um like over the past year and we've gotten closer and some of our other friends and I'm just like so intrigued and just inspired by you guys just like what you've posted and what us becoming closer in the past year and um I just think that being surrounded by people that you want to be more like is so important so if there's you know women out there listening and that are afraid to be themselves or don't know what direction to go and like if you find someone or multiple people that you want to be like you know surround yourself with them and ask them questions and hang out with them more and find time in your life for that Mm -hmm. because I think that's important that's going to give you more purpose and more direction in your life and being inspired is important yeah it's huge I always wanted to I worked with uh, Tony Robbins for a while and I was so I was always just so on so far beyond what I felt was my norm and when your environment has that capacity because I mean Tony Robbins is machine. Yeah. He's it, yeah. th- he commands with his energy and his presence and what he puts on the table at such a high level that you almost forget what your stories are, what yeah. your limits are. We had to wake up at 4 a.m. We're taking cold plunge showers at 4 a.m. without question, without hesitation, because it's like we know that we have to have that energy. And our days are 20 hours long. Yeah. And we're getting home at 3 o'clock in the morning the next day and it's just like you just do it you wake up you do it you take care of your body at this level to you know keep your immune system from crashing or shutting down and you just you just go and it's, and i remember a coach telling me when i was going to spin off and do my own thing he was like okay so you're willing to work for yourself and work for him at that level to help him with his empire right. but why won't you work for your own empire at that level right and it really was just like yeah I'm not waking up at four or five in the morning to build my own empire to get in those showers and make myself you know function like that and it's just it it, it begets the same you know the same blocks it's like yeah why wouldn't I wake up for my own empire and wake up for my right. own dreams like that and to your point with surrounding yourself by those people, if you surround yourself with people that demand a higher presence of yourself, you become the average of everybody you see and everybody are around yourself more. They say that like you become the average of the first, the five Mm -hmm. people that you're around with the most. Um, And I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. I turn into a different person when I'm around my Tony Robbins crew. But when you're aware of that too, you can see the opposite in others. Yes. Like you can see that. So true. mm -hmm. That you can see that like. So true you feel bad a little you know I do feel bad I wish that they could see it differently and I wish that they could see that they're really holding themselves back and at such a degree like yeah. you know illness and other things that they're dealing with in their life depression and anxiety and a lot of the things that you know I've dealt with too and um it's like if you would just surround yourself with some better people yeah, yeah. it's a it's like the one thing yeah yeah there, and I see that most often in what I do with people in these relationships that are just it's like you are worth so much more. You just yeah. want to shake them and be like, "You're a rock How star. You you're <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're talented. You just have been programmed by a bum that is knows yeah. exactly what he has and needs you not to know that." Mm-hmm. Yep. So or parents. Yeah. Or, so you don't see the flaws in him. Yes. And how much of a bum exactly. he is. Yeah. It was. Um, 
it was interesting uh, a couple months ago now yeah um there's a local anti-trafficking um human trafficking organization that i work with and um they are just doing some pretty powerful things in town right now and they were opening up a drop-in center over on independence avenue and the night before we were over there um just helping him with all the finishing touches and when, when i walked into there i'm like there's no way that they're opening tomorrow morning. Like, I mean, it was insane. The, the wiring, the electric wasn't even done. The, I mean, but it was so incredible to watch so many people, probably like 25 people, there just move. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they saw something that needed to get done. Let's go do it. Like, we need more furniture moved in. Let's go do it. Like, let's go pick up furniture. Let's pull it. You know what I mean? It really mm-hmm. was so cool. Well, and it's like having a purpose. Too. Yeah. yeah. And having that purpose. And that, that really was it. People, they're not getting paid for this. No one's getting paid for it. Some people drove, you know, there's this one guy that's partnered with them. He drove all the way in from Fort Scott. Like, he had to be, I mean, he had to be up at, like, so early in the morning the next morning to, like, I mean, everyone's running on fumes. But everybody knew what that place was going to mean to people. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we got it open, you know, that next morning, and we were able to help so many people, and they've been able to, you know, How's it been going? It's been going great. They've been helping so many women. I mean, it's when the been... purpose I feel like has meets those intrinsic needs that we have, because yeah. the human has, we have needs that are like basic, essential needs, like yeah. the need, you know. And so, but then we have our two spiritual needs, and to be a part of something yeah. bigger than ourselves yeah. is a huge need, and it definitely motivates people. That's exactly probably the propelling motivator that was able to make us all just we're waking up four or five a.m we're gonna do it we're just plugging that navy seal mode and just go and it's because we knew that this is a transformative event that we're working and it's people are coming alive left and right and watching that awareness and those things click in people's minds witnessing that and knowing that you were a part of facilitating it hands down one of the mm-hmm. most rewarding and fulfilling things I've ever been a part of right. and no we were not paid right it's ju- you just it's almost selfish at some point because like um I had an experience today that was exactly that same kind of thing where I did something kind for someone but it's like what it did for me was so invaluable so a uh, homeless man he was walking from house to house to house to house and he was offering to shovel driveway driveways for a little bit of money and he was basically just whatever you have I'll clean up your driveway and your sidewalk real quick he goes whatever you have I'm just trying to buy a tank for that um, heats my my situation right now Mm -hmm. and so I I I was like I could have sworn I didn't have enough like I didn't have money in my wallet it's it I you know when you have small bills like something mm-hmm. you just kind yeah. of are, have this awareness like oh yeah I do have cash on me I was like I'll see what I have I don't know I don't really carry cash on me mm-hmm. just so happened I had a ten dollar bill in my my wallet I will say I don't think that ten dollar bill was there I just really yeah. I, like I don't have <laughs> yeah, cash don't on remember me remember that <laughs> and yeah. so I happen to have it I gave it to him and he said thank you god bless and he he did a great job he just did it real quick and then he he walked off but he walked off and he was talking about i just i just i want some food i want some coffee and i want to buy my tank it's 23 dollars. that's you know and then i'm going to go get a coffee and some food and i remember thinking i have coffee and i have food Mm -hmm. right but he had already left and i was like "Ah," i had that moment where it's like i can walk away 
He's like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Chase his ass down. It's he's on foot. Yeah. He, he's not going to get very far, especially if somebody stops him and he's traveling somebody yeah. else's driveway. It's going to be really easy there. to find him. And so I put some food together that I already had pre-made, luckily. Why did I have stuff pre-made? And the night before, it didn't get eaten. Um, it was completely sealed off. And it was just so happened that I had I'd made two and I didn't end up going to a second party. And so I had this whole thing that was ready for him. So I made a coffee real quick, chased him down, and gave it to him. I had a quick conversation. His name was Alan. He's a great guy. And he wasn't asking for charity. He was asking for work. Yeah. And it was just, he was asking for honest work. And I was so, like, the feeling he gave me is far going to outlast yeah. him drinking that coffee. Yeah. Like, that, that coffee's going to be long gone, and I'm still running on a high from all of that. And it's, it's just that purpose, the kindness when we get when we have those life moments like this is what it's about right those just propel and compel us to superpower levels it's yeah. it's insane and so you probably I have that just, sense yeah, of fulfillment the other day a lady came in and um literally just works right a couple blocks away and um she actually was just driving by on her on her break and decided to come in and um it was like super emotional she started crying and she said like she goes about three days without eating. Oh, wow. And she just doesn't know why. She just, I don't know if it's mentally she thinks that that's what she needs to do. It was a very short conversation. I mean, short as in maybe 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but um, obviously it could be a couple hours and we could have learned a lot more about each other. But um, just got a shake, didn't want the tea or anything, and um, loved that there were so many nutrients in it. And we started talking about that, and she just got you know emotional at the counter, started crying, and you know, I, then after three days goes by, I'm so starving. And then I eat everything and I can't stop. And, you know, we started talking about like choices and stuff. And, you know, I'd love to sit down and chat with you one-on-one and maybe, you know, more on a quiet day or after hours. And, um, and she came back the next day. She's been back every day since. That's awesome. Yeah. And so getting to know her slowly, she's, you know, a little bit shut off. I think she doesn't really want to be extremely honest just yet, but I think the more that you get to know people and the more that you give them time, like I just gave her a couple minutes of my time. And, um, I think that that's really important, especially in this type of atmosphere, like being behind the counter here, people come in and you don't know what they're going through in their day. Right. Yeah. That's so true. I never would have thought that, you know, she was suffering like that. You never Um, know. And God doesn't always ask us to do these monumental things. Right. Sometimes it's making a cup of coffee. It's just giving somebody 20 minutes of your time. It's not always this, like, you don't always have to be in a foreign country on mission strips starving yourself or, you know, digging wells in hot summer sun or, you know, surrendering your entire life. to. It's like, if that's your call, that's your call. Right. I have this beautiful connection in my life. He runs a global health innovations that prevents AIDS from contracting from a mother in Africa oh. to the children. His calling is huge. He prevents AIDS. He's, and he thinks in our lifetime he's going to stop AIDS from, he's going to erase it from mm-hmm. existence. And it's like, that's so much. You, we that's compare amazing. our yeah. cup of coffee <laughs> to his mission, but that is what he was called to do, and right. that's his forte. Right. I don't think I could have the the wheelhouse for this, like the the busyness and how fast motion and fast pace that all is uh, I just not not that type of of being but you know my writing and it's like your gym and so we have the gifts that we were given and those are good enough right. because yeah. it's reaching someone there's not going to be you're never going to meet Alan right I'm never right. going to meet this woman mm-hmm. like it's right. just it's our people and if we are just kind of I hate to use the word obedient because it kind of gives this stigma it's just if we're open yeah 
if we're just open to be that vessel and just we never have to worry about the love we never have to worry about the finances or the giving or our you know the time will make itself Mm -hmm. it's so funny that that man didn't put me even though I was running late all of a sudden it's like I arrived where I needed to be early right it's like the time was not I didn't give him the time that I thought I did all of a sudden it was just made up I don't even think I gave him the money that I I did also the universe too like he was probably searching for you Mm-hmm. And Terry was searching for me. And, you know, Just there was someone. other people yeah. behind the counter that day. Yeah. And, like, someone else could have easily walked over and said, hey, how's it going today? Mm-hmm. But the other people behind the counter were talking to other customers. And so it was my turn. And I think I was I, – my universe was open okay. to her. And yeah. I always try to tell the – you know, in my coaching, like, open heart, open mm-hmm. mind. You know, you have, to, you have to be ready and willing. And if you're really wanting something, the universe will deliver it to you. But if you're giving yourself blocks, like we were talking about earlier, then it's never going to be possible. Mm-hmm. And that blocks is honestly just making things and making life and making our day-to-day mm-hmm. about us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We think that that's going to serve us. The fulfill us. And it's the opposite. Yeah. I know that word, that term obedient is so, like it does have a bad stigma because like, you know, a lot of us are rebels, but you know, and we do like our, our flesh just says like, no, I'm not going to be told what to do. I'm my own person, you know, but I think what you said, willing, like obedience is just doing like being willing to go the extra step to take that coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, and like you could have been willing to stay inside where it's warm, you know, because that is like, that's more comfortable Mm -hmm. for us, but being willing to step out of our comfort zone, you know, take 20 minutes to listen to that person, you know, go the extra step to make sure that part, that need is just taken care of Mm -hmm. for someone, you know, they, you see a need and you do it. And I think that was the beauty of that night that I, you know, I, I reflect back to that night before the drop-in center was open. And it was just so cool to just, everyone was just, they saw a need and they just they did willing. it. They were willing to do it. Yeah. And, and, just, the, and we all have that, that awareness that those moments are where the magic of life is. That like pulse that exists under and over everything we go through in life. Yeah. It's that those magic moments, we know that that's where the life really is. And we forget, but then we're reminded so quickly that it's like life, like the big life, the big life stuff that just, that's what's just happened today is the big life moments. And it can be as simple as just like that time we laughed until we absolutely cried. We witnessed the birth of somebody. We witnessed the wedding of somebody. We were proposed to, um, we took a leap of faith. We bought a ticket to Japan. We bought, we decided (laughs) not to go back home to Philadelphia. Those moments are like the big life moments. And everybody knows almost inherently, like when I say big life moment, what life is kind of like all about, even though you may not be able to put words to exactly what I feel, you have your own words for what that is. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. have that, that, like almost that pulse, that light that we are all aware of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 2020 has just kind of made us all, it stripped everything else from us. Yeah. And so like the big life stuff, when you watch the inspirational commercials and all of this, like we're all in this together stuff, they're plugging into that same thing. Like this is the big life stuff. And I feel like it's just, we're about to probably experience a lot of magic from a lot of people that are yeah. just like, yes, that that's, that's what matters. I'm not going to back to what doesn't matter. Right. I now mm-hmm. I'm aware and I'm stripped clean and it's just, it's just so awesome. It's, it was terrifying. Like a lot of us were, yeah. we're so out our comfort 
taken. So that raw connectivity is that's all that's really left. So yeah. it's funny that this time last year I was in a way different place. I with all of that I was in a very different place. So my master's degree is in sport management and I've always worked with athletes. I've always worked in sports, you know, that has been like my love. You know, I love sports. I always have ever since I was young and the Super Bowl is like, Oh my gosh, like, of course I'd watch that. Of course I'd want, you know, and living here in Kansas city. So exciting that the Chiefs made it again, you know, but I will tell you there's so much of me that did not care and it's crazy, but like everything this past year has really opened my eyes to so much, just so much going on in the world. But like you're saying, like what's really important, you know? And I saw things that I idolized, you know, or I put on a pedestal or I put too much emphasis on mm-hmm. that I'm like, that took so much energy in my life that I could be redirecting it to things that are like way more my purpose mm-hmm. and, you know things that are that I really should be prioritizing way more than that you know it just opens your eyes to see what's really important in your life and yeah it's just it it was a crazy reflection but I'm like wow this is such a different place yeah Yeah. I feel like I do that every year yeah I look back a year you I mean I, I know that the end of the year and the beginning of a new year kind of almost forces that reflection but it never fails that I would never go back to where I was a year ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Every single right. year that I do that, no matter how hard of a struggle I'm in right now, mm-hmm. I still would not go back and trade that lack of awareness yeah. right. for the comfort that I had. I mean, yeah. honestly, this year, I think people have just been so much more awakened by everything. It's, there's it's a, a lot of awakening. good that have come, a lot of good <laughs> has come out of it. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of not great things as well, but I definitely know a lot more. I feel deeper. I feel like I have a deeper connection with um, the right people, you know? Yeah. I feel like we we are connected more. We're in more alignment with the right people now, too. Um, It's And it's crazy what things, you know, reveal that to us. But, I mean, think about, like, there was probably, in my life, there were so many relationships that were stripped away and things Mm -hmm. that were stripped away that, you know you kind of panic because it's like first you it's hurt you know it's hurtful but um it's like man like where'd all my people go you know and then you start aligning you start connecting though where'd all my toilet paper go right where'd my <laughs> toilet paper go <laughs> but you start connecting with those people that you are aligned with that you know it and then those are genuine genuine connections because it was just like I don't know. I, I, I look back and I'm like, wow, all the people that I thought were going to be there for years, it's like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's, you don't, yeah. I, I didn't add anything. I lost so much, but I went deep with the people that stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was wild. I know so many people so much better. Right. Mm-hmm. And even yeah. in the industry uh, that I was in, with weddings, I watched them change form. And it went from showmanship and a party and an event to a genuine reverence for the marriage. Mm. I watched brides say goodbye to the idea of having 300 people there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting around a fire pit talking with a relative that they haven't spoken with deeply ever in their life and having like solid moments of, you know, a great aunt who's, 
fairly elderly, sharing yeah. a story, sharing memories and moments that this bride doesn't recall herself, and that wouldn't have ever occurred had this bride needed to make up by saying hello to 260 other people right. instead of the 30 to 40 that showed up. Mm-hmm. Right. These events changed face and changed form so dramatically, yeah. and it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever witnessed, and I don't know a single bride among them that wished they would have had the wedding that they had initially planned. Right. They all said, this was so different in all ways, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have traded it for anything in the world. They have stronger connections with their people, with yeah. the people that were there. They knew that, and it, it's so wild because it got me thinking while she's talking. I was like, what relatives of mine? Yeah. Do I, do I really know right. them? Like, what do I know? What they're afraid of? Do I know what gets them out of bed in the morning? Do I know what keeps them up at night? Do I know how they're even doing? Right. And keeping our kids home. Like I mean, really I know doing. that you have kids <laughs> mm-hmm. too. Then it's like, yeah. I had my segmented time after school, after school, before dinner, to really kind of like skim over the small talk. Like, mm-hmm. how are you doing? How is school? Da 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 da. What do you want for dinner? Go bathe. You know, we're wake up in the morning and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. The monotonous routine of everything that doesn't really. I didn't know who my kids were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I knew this one has yeah. this type of demeanor and this. I now know, I could probably tell you deep and profound distinctions about my children that I never knew before. Yeah. And there's something to be said about, I can think of a lot of negative in the world that has been born out of all of this stress and chaos. Like the, the human mind, we were stripped of so many things that we actually truly need and the human connection and all of this keyboard warrior plague that's upon us right now and, and what social media and the comparison game has brought upon us. But I venture to say that by 2022, 2023, when this is a little bit more in the rear view mirror, I feel like most people are going to think, you know, it was hell, but... We're all closer. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, are, and they yeah. have a bigger, uh-huh. they have a bigger why they wouldn't have exchanged it for another year of right. the same old, same old. Right. I love that, um, I mean, you two mamas both homeschool, and it's been really cool to, like, see the transition and everything. I know I haven't, I've heard a little bit about your transition, but, um, I mean, I was, like, been around for the decision. Yeah, <laughs> transition's yeah. a nice word. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't it? But, yeah, so my brother and sister-in-law, they decided to homeschool this year, and they have young ones, you know. There's a uh, four, six, and eight, and it's been, like, they said the same thing. They're, they've spent so much time with their kids, but they, like, you know, they've created the atmosphere where it could be as normal as possible um, to not get caught up in what's going on in the outside world to not be caught by like caught up in that trauma because there will be trauma that that comes from this lasting trauma I'm sure in too many people's lives but they they were able to create that space that for normalcy and for like adventures and learning and they're like we wouldn't we wouldn't trade it for the world like we we've learned their really cool personalities and also that you're capable of doing it and I know it's like not easy yeah but Right. Yeah, but it's also I'm way closer with her, and I see the value in being her parent more. I don't know deeper. Yeah. Now, like before, it was you get up in the morning and fight and argue and brush your hair and brush your teeth. <laughs> right. Um, 
and then after school and the same thing again but now it's like we slept until nine this morning yeah and then we did we did school for a little while and um was it easy no it's difficult she doesn't really want to read on her own you know a lot of it right now but that's okay I'm willing to sit and help her and then we came here and um she was answering the phone and she was making drinks and taking orders and stuff and I'm like that's school to me that's she's absolutely those are life things that they will get yeah and she was smiling and having a great time and then she'd go be on the iPad for a little bit and I you know make sure she was watching something educational and it's like if she was in school I just look back at it now like she really was being just watched and mm-hmm. you know um yes educated but in the same sense no was it better no right. you know what do I have more control more yeah it was more convenient mm-hmm. yes um <laughs> do I like to have control kind of but you know I mean <laughs> I don't know there's a lot of things with her being nine you know a lot of kids have phones and then that goes into a lot of the other things too right. and right now like currently last night this morning that's been a topic because we were at a party last night for Super Bowl and there was a couple other girls that were her age and and kids that were younger and they all had phones wow and Casey younger than nine (laughs) yeah I mean it's just like what is available to them what is at their fingertips at that point yeah what and if she was still in school it would be a lot worse because what if they took the phones with them and then that goes into who's watching and right. um, what are they looking at and are they being you know um, told to put their phones away at certain points or right. I don't even want to get into the what ifs but um, already just from last night some of the girls exchanged numbers and Kennedy is it has to be my number because it's my phone right. and already I'm looking at the messages like it's not even 24 hours there's no way and of course she wants a phone like yeah. today um but yeah, parenting right now I think is definitely something that's different. Life is different, but I think the relationships are closer and better and we're we're becoming better. I think the people that have a higher frequency are better, but people that tend to be <clears throat> a little bit lower on the frequencies are struggling. Really struggling. Really struggling. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that are really struggling with fear and anxiety yeah. and stress. And I mean, honestly, life is pretty regular for me. It, I don't want to say normal, but I mean, unless I'm going to the grocery store and, you know, everything's yeah. fine. Well, that's because I feel like it's probably goes back to that. You have the openness and the willingness yes. to deal with right. what's coming in that faith. And those people, because our parenting styles, we changed. 2020 forced us to change from being management to like managing our children to being stewards of our children and guides and people that... I feel like are not willing. They want to stay in that. I need management. I need the control. I'm not willing. I'm closed. I'm not going to. This needs to go back to the way I expected it to be. And also, they're afraid to make any decisions for themselves because they need the manager right. you know, to tell them what to exactly do, and they don't know how to live without that. Yeah. Where yeah. I think now I'm more like, mm-hmm. I don't need anybody to tell me anything. <laughs> I can think for myself. <laughs> right. Man, I, I really, I'm not a mom. Although, you know, I still get a couple good years. Maybe it's a possibility. Who knows? (laughs) Well, whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I think it it is really one of those things where, like, you realize there's so many of us that are like, I I think for myself. I don't have to be told what to do. I am an adult. I've lived through all these experiences. So far, so good. Like, I'm, you know, like, I got myself out of a lot of jams, or God did, you know. But, um yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I don't know whether, I, I'm, I'm 
very much so can tap into the free spirit of my you know side of myself and I've never been like I mean I was like a rule follower in all through school you know what and I've never like? I know right <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was you know what though I was so afraid to get in trouble at home it really wasn't getting in trouble at school that was the worst part it was when I got in trouble at home then I would get in or I mean at school then I would get in trouble at home and that was what I feared um but I just followed the rules I did what I was supposed to do and I you know you just go through all the motions and then you know as I grew as an adult it is like I just have my own way of doing things you know and that that's how the Sherry Lynn Wayne came about was because my my dad um when my parents came down after I landed in the hospital the first time down here when I was sick um they we were it was after I got out of the hospital we were talking to a woman at my apartment building at the time and she said something and my dad goes well I learned a long time ago that there's the right way there's the wrong way and then there's Sherry's way <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh he does get me like <laughs> all that time I didn't think he did <laughs> but but yeah so it's just you know we have our own thoughts and our own like that's that's what's so awesome about our own uniqueness as people our own experiences our own you know talents our own gifts and it's like I I hate that those things have been squashed so much um, in the outside world, like mm-hmm. you know, you've been able to be pretty free and just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I gotta do what I gotta do when I go to the grocery store, whatever. Yeah. But um, but it's just so like, fall in line, do it, do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. all these rules. I mean, stay this far far away. Like it's just it's so it causes so much anxiety. No, it's not the way we're meant to live. It's not the way we're meant to live. We're not supposed to be these cookie cutter people. We're not supposed to stay away from other people. We're sp- we are relational. That's just what human beings are. We're, we're relational, and those are the things that matter. And so it's just been, I don't know. It's just been interesting. But I feel like that's where like, I I think that's where my frustrations lie so much. It's like no, but we're all so unique. Like no, we have our own minds. You know, like we're supposed to think for ourselves. And that's yeah. why we got to keep pushing on that that message and that that heartstring of the world because everybody has that same I feel like everybody has that place that that thing to share that message Mm -hmm. within that vision something they want to build something they want to establish a legacy they want to live behind no matter what it is no matter if it's coffee or a business or a gym or writing or you know they just they just have a book or they just have you know they do the most phenomenal job uh, in a in a factory job that they can, and they left something on somebody else. No matter how small, mm-hmm. they may have saved somebody's life in a moment where somebody was going to leave the factory that night and go Who back knows? to yeah. th- a drug or right. you know end end it. And just because they had that five seconds of kindness, or they stopped and said, "Hey, are you okay?" Just on the way out the door, right? It, it made that much of a difference. And mm-hmm. I feel like we are all definitely more in tune and probably closer than we ever have been to those callings and to that that inner guide within us it's like you have so much that's just been kind of removed from the distraction pool of Mm -hmm. all the things that kind of keep you disconnected with that inner guide so um 
parting, I want to, where can everybody find you and anything that you have and offered? What, so what you say it again, what your business is and then what's your website or how people can connect with you. Sure. Um, so my gym, if anyone is local and wants to check it out, it's the port KC. You can find us at the port um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. It's pretty simple. Just the port KC, everything. Um, and then if you are interested in getting in touch with me personally, um, I would say Instagram's probably the best way. Um, my, my personal page is uh, P-G-H-S-H-E-R underscore S-H-E-R. So it's Pittsburgh Share Share. It's my, my, my old, you know, place. But um, I also have the Sherry Lynn Way. So, um, and that's SherryLynnWay.com? Yeah, the SherryLynnWay.com. Perfect. Yeah. And then what about, so we are actually sitting here. She was nice enough to host us in her local business here at Vibe Nutrition in Overland Park. But uh, Lisa, how can people connect with you? So Vibe's at um, 12591 Antioch Road in Overland Park. Um, and then my Instagram, my personal Instagram is Augie, A-U-G-I underscore fit. And then you can find Vibe on Facebook and Instagram, both as well at Vibe Nutrition Casey Metro. So if you guys want to see like our menu or some uh, smiling faces of our customers and our drinks, um, you can find that there. And then my personal page is pretty much just me and my life, my kids. Um, my my stories are always pretty fun with just things that we have going on in my breakfast and my food and stuff. But try to show positivity and health and fitness and everything that goes on in my life there. Um, so if you guys want to check me out, you can do that. Perfect. And then as you know, this is the Happiness Habit Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Happiness Habit Podcast as well as the Kara Payton. And you can find me at karapayton.com. And we will look forward to having another conversation with our th- the three of us together. And we'll keep you posted on when that is.